0: Uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call the Advocates, 208 471 4444.
1: Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Thursday, 17th day of February, 2022. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Yeah. Testing out new equipment, Big J? Yeah.
0: What's going on? I'm um, just, you know. That's, well, no. My headphones here are falling apart. So.
1: Oh. So you brought the? Uh, have you brought those in before? Uh,
0: different, 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 different ones. Different style. <laughs> they just can't match. Well, they're really for a PC. Yeah. So I've been trying to make you know them fit because the ones that I have at my desk don't work that great either. So I was like, oh, yeah, great combo. They just don't sound the way these
1: MDRs do. Well, yeah, because they're, they're mess the yeah. Well, you. Uh, so buy new MDRs. I will. You don't want to. Or are you just trying to save yourself some cash? Well, I'm just
0: trying to, you know, kill two birds with one stone. What birds would that be? Well, uh, the headphones for my desktop and for here in the studio. Those are the two stones. I'd like to kill the bird with one. Instead of two. I don't understand what you're saying. But, uh, hopefully... Instead of having two sets of headphones, it'd be nice to just have one.
1: How, how would that work, though? Just, just like... You could you could do that now if you wanted to. You could just take the headphones that you have and carry them back to your desk.
0: Yeah, but uh, these don't sound as yeah they don't sound as great on the computer. So,
1: <laughs> all right, man. Best of luck to you uh, in your quest. Today on the show, we will get a nerd alert courtesy of Big J. We also have a chance for you to go to a couple of concerts that are happening next week. Uh, we have your Dead Sarah tickets for our free egg show coming up on Monday. We have your. Wolfgang Van Halen and a Dirty Honey tickets for that show, which is happening Tuesday at the Revs. So hopefully you're excited about both those shows and we will hook you up with chances to get in on that action. We are going to go to hell over the course of the show today. We have all sorts of crazy fun planned for you on this particular day, but we have to start with some music. Smashing Pumpkins are going to kick off the show. It's Disarm here on The Morning After on the X-Rocks. Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, Big J, look who's coming to town. Yeah, who's coming to town? Only the biggest social media network in the world. Oh, yeah. They announced yesterday, Meta, the former Facebook company, but we all still call it Facebook. I don't care what they want to change their name to. Announced yesterday that they are going to build an $800 million data center in CUNA. It's all happening, Big J. Man. Now, once it's all said and done, the project is expected to bring about 100 new jobs to CUNA, but it's a big, gigantic server farm, essentially. Uh, But it will uh, have about 1,200 construction jobs during the peak of building the actual center out there in CUNA. It's set to break ground on the 960,000-square-foot data center coming up in September of this year, and they're expected to wrap it up in 2025. So it's going to take a little while for them to... Do it. As part of the announcement, Big J, they also said that uh, Meta is going to invest $50 million in a new water and sewer system for Cuba, which will be owned and operated by the city. What does that make you think when they announce something like that? Uh you know, It makes me think of uh,
0: Stranger Things. How so? well you know the company coming in spending money who knows what they're doing
1: it is it is weird to me like i mean i i know i'm supposed to be happy cuz it's you know i don't I, I i don't know if that makes me cynical where i'm like oh look at that the company's making a new water and sewer system for oh you're definitely the city. cynical or if it's just like cuz right away my thoughts go to boy i wonder what they got in exchange for that or maybe this is what kind of tax breaks are they getting if they gift well, a fifty if, million dollar water? If they system? did,
0: that's a new thing because that's not Idaho's deal, man. <laughs> that's true. Uh, tax breaks are not
1: our thing. But you know, uh, it, it, famously, little company that's pretty big down in Nampa got some thanks uh, tax breaks by the city. Now, granted, that's how this stuff has been working, local government wise. You know, there's there's you not know, a coincidence that there's a gigantic thing of Amazon down there. Is all I'm trying to say. A little bit of back rubbing is done both ways in order to make gigantic companies move into your backyard, I suppose is my point. And it feels like this is a little bit Probably of
0: not a bad thing if they're bringing jobs with
1: them. Yeah, you know? listen, you would hope or think that something that big would have more. I'm never going to say no to 100 jobs. That's awesome. But uh, I'm happy that it's happening. I'm happy that they're dragging. I mean, like I said uh, years ago, CUNA is going to be just another part of the Treasure Valley very, very soon. It seems like it's so far away to some people, but it really ain't at all.
0: Also, if you noticed, I mean, like, you know, once some of these companies dip their toe here in the area, they want to keep
1: building. So there might be more down the road. You never know. You never know. Uh, We will hopefully see what happens. It was a pretty big deal for CUNA, and it's going to be happening beginning in September. Super Bowl champion Rams celebrated with a parade and rally in L.A. yesterday. You watch any of that, my friend? Nah, I mean, I saw like a, a, a couple uh, shots, mostly
0: of Aaron Donald uh, flexing.
1: Yeah, yeah, they were. Uh, it, it seemed like everybody was in the, the game of trying to convince Aaron Donald not to retire at the uh, at the parade, which you could understand why. A lot why. of ass-kissing. Yes, there certainly was that. But also, uh, if you talk to the people that put the parade together, they were very disappointed by the turnout, Big J. They thought a lot more people were going to show up to celebrate the Super Bowl championship for the Rams. But it wasn't as big as it has been, nor what they thought it would be for a city like Los Angeles. But uh, it just goes to show you, man, sometimes people don't want to hang on parades. It wasn't as big as the riots right after the game. True. Uh, and so they uh, they just uh, decided not to do anything. So that's how that's how they put it all together. But everybody was there, celebrated, had a good time. And now we got to figure out what's going to happen next year. On to the next. Good news for everybody if you're a Kate McKinnon fan. She is going to join the cast of the new Barbie movie. Uh, They're not messing around with this one. They've got Margot Robbie in the title role. They got Ryan Gosling to play Ken. And no word on what Kate McKinnon is going to be a part of in the movie. But uh, we do know that they're going for kind of like a comedy side of things, and they're going to add Kate McKinnon to the mix. She's pretty good at the comedy thing, from what I understand. Yeah. So, uh, hopefully that makes you excited for the Barbie movie. It seems like it's going to be for all audiences, not just uh, for the you know people that play with Barbies down in the day. <laughs> that is Metallica. That is Nothing Else Matters here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J, I have a question for you that I'm going to almost immediately regret asking. <laughs> Great! And that question is you a gassy person? Uh, off and on. How about that? Uh, yeah, I suppose that's that could be for anybody. But I mean, it, it, I wonder because of the amount of spicy food that you eat, if that translates itself to uh, gaseous things from time to time. And does the amount of spiciness no. that you eat factor in? Because it does for me. Like if I if I eat some spicy stuff as much as I enjoy it, I have to limit it because I do turn into Frank, frankly uh, a fart factory and that's no fun
0: yeah I think it's I think it probably breaks down for different people in different kinds of foods yes that makes them get for me I have noticed that uh, generally um, you know onions seems to do that trick okay uh, so, do, and that happens to be in a lot of spicy food
1: do so. you steer away from that knowing that or no, do you dive I in I hard?
0: especially last night pal why are you getting all I had was French you? onion
1: soup? <laughs> oh okay, God. so all right, all right. I, I asked because <laughs> kidding, we, are, we are we are you know pretty much as a society pretty mm, private about the farting side of things. You're just yeah, afraid. it's not something where
0: unless you're some sort of whack job out there uh, talking or, or selling them uh, online.
1: And OnlyFans. Somebody and told me could. that TikTok is a place for farts. Is that true? Yeah, we talked about this. Remember the lady who farted in a jar? Well, yeah, but no, she sold those on, like, uh, OnlyFans. Yeah, but stuff. that
0: stuff starts on uh, It starts on, on TikTok? T- yeah, it does.
1: Somebody, I don't know why I found that out, but somebody was like, you know, there's, like, just a bunch of accounts just dedicated to farting on TikTok. And I'm like, no, I did it not know It seems
0: that. like the perfect place for you. You love a good fart joke.
1: Uh, well, I do think farts are funny. I don't find that. I don't seek them out. <laughs> I'll put uh, it that way. <laughs> it's not something... That I enjoy. like You sought out this entire line of questions. Well, you're, yeah, you're right. We haven't even gotten to the point yet. The point is, <laughs> if you're holding in your farts, that's not a great time. Now, according to most experts, uh, it's not going to surprise you, but everybody farts. But you'd be surprised. Apparently, uh, about 5 to 23 times per day is the average amount that somebody is going to fart, no matter what. You do it in your sleep, and you don't know it. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff My that happens. wife knows it. <laughs> I'm sure she does. So according to Healthline.com, what you may want to do is avoid holding in the farts. That's where it becomes an issue. Dangerous. Because gas is always going to find a way to come out, Big J. And <laughs> one of the things that happens, according to the scientists at Healthline.com, is if you hold in your farts because you're at a place where you don't want to let them go they can pass through your gut wall and be reabsorbed into your bloodstream actually ending up in your lungs and then exhaled through your breath so yes you can actually have fart breath if
0: you hold in your farts too long i got the fart breath how do you know the difference between a fart breath and a regular just belch i mean what's the difference
1: Uh, well i mean i guess the smell right isn't it I mean, you—you you ever had a, you ever had a belch that you thought oh. smelled like a fart?
0: Yeah, but it's always you been have? that way. But it's always been—it's <laughs> always been Have you ever had a belch that smelled awful? Sure.
1: But uh, how do you I, know that's not a fart belch? I guess technically I don't. But this is more like fart breaths. It's not an expelling of gas. Oh. They're, they're saying belches are different than this. Oh, is just it—it's it cha- oh, okay. almost like like fart gingivitis, if you will. <laughs> and it's no good. But it only happens if you hold in those
0: farts. Probably only happens to ladies they are the only ones trying to hold it in. That depends on
1: the lady. And so, you know, you <laughs> should make sure that you at least find a place that you can go to to expel that gas, be it the bathroom or whatever, so that you're not holding it in so that it doesn't turn into fart breath.
0: Or how about this? Just don't give a damn and do it.
1: Just let it rip? Yeah. And play, hope it's it, silent. play it as it
0: lies? And, and hope it's silent. Hope it's silent. And then blame it on somebody else.
1: Well, why do you think I closed my door? Morning After with Nick and Big J. That, of course, is your fart update. We're going to get you those throughout the day. Uh, Plus, we got a little bit of a nerd alert. That's happening next on the (laughs) (laughs) X-Round. The best in tech and gaming, Big J's Nerd Alert. On 100.3, the X rocks.
0: Nick, imagine for a second, it's 1970s and uh, an auto dealership just kind of closes up shop. And, uh, you know, all the cars that are there, the brand new cars that are inside uh, the wonderful place uh, are, are locked away for decades and never touched again. Okay. I'm there now, now imagine that's a video game store. A video game reseller has discovered hundreds of factory-sealed Nintendo and Sega games from the 80s and 90s inside a storage facility in Nebraska. Hordes of SNES, Sega CD, Genesis, Saturn, and 3DO uh, games were put in storage after a local store closed down in 1994 and have remained untouched until now. now. A Nebraska-based reseller called Game Room found the collection and uh, staff joked in a video that there were as many copies of the less valuable NBA and Madden games as there are interesting finds, but several boxes of inc- incredibly rare games more than make up for it. So the video ends with uh, the game room showing off some of the collection's rarest sealed games, including uh, Chrono Trigger on SNES, valued over $2,400, according to a price charting website. Uh, also on SNES uh, was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time, which is worth over $1,400. What? Yeah. So laugh now, pal. Final Fantasy III is worth over $1,200 and Sunset Riders is worth over $750, so the values of these finds makes the lesser titles such as several copies of Aladdin on SNES Mm. Contra Hardcore on Genesis and uh, all those seem less exciting despite them being worth hundreds of dollars
1: each. Do you know how much they spent on the storage unit? Does it say? Like, uh, how much they invested in it I I, it? I
0: I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that they it was, like, a bidding situation. Well, I it think
1: sounds they, like they knew what was in there, because I don't think it's it's more than a coincidence to me that a game company found this storage unit. You know what I'm saying? I'm guessing they knew what was inside that storage unit, so I wonder how much they paid for it.
0: Or at least a guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, there was no, that wasn't the angle the, on the uh, story there. But uh, either way, it's pretty interesting and cool. Uh, MLB The Show 22, Nick, going to be a first in series to offer competitive online multiplayer uh, co-op, meaning two teams uh, or teams of two or three friends can divide up on field duties and take on other teams of two or three, Nick.
1: I'm still angry at you guys about
0: that, by the way. About us abandoning you? Yeah,
1: I spent $70 on that stupid game, and I played it, and we're all like, we're going to create an X League, and all of us have the game, and then nothing ever happened from it.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I guess that's my fault. (laughs) I apologize. Uh, (laughs) Here's how this works. Friend one may pitch with friend two playing middle infield and or friend three taking the uh, right field and then all three can hit, assuming they're playing Diamond Dan- Dynasty, which there is no designated hitter this season. Uh, next year, they plan on implementing uh, the, the the designated hitter in both leagues. But uh, MLB The Show 22's co-op multiplayer will let two or three of these buds combine uh, in their Diamond Dan- Dynasty collections to form a super, super, super team. This means that three players can use their road to the show Superstars together, then as MLB The Show 21 last year, unified created players across uh, all the f- platforms, the two most popular game modes by a mile. Uh, that too would be a first and a modest step closer to something that uh, we've long waited to see, according to some folks, in the participating of another's career MMO style.
1: Well, you might as well pick it up if you're a baseball fan because there are not going to be any real baseball to hear for yeah. a while, so you might as, yeah. as well enjoy it virtually. Pretend that, and then maybe try pretending a lockout during the season. Wouldn't it be great if that was one of the options in the career mode of the franchise mode is you could lock out the players and then have a work stop? Yeah, and then you just gather for meetings. <laughs> and turn down, uh, you know, proposals. Yep, that's exactly. Wonderful. And that, that's uh, real baseball, kid. The
0: game will be available uh, for folks who ordered the digital, digital deluxe or MVP editions on April 1st. And expect a big shakeup to Warzone in tandem with the next Call of Duty game. Activision has shared early details of its Call of Duty releases for 2022, and it's promising a massive evolution of Warzone designed in sync with the core COD title. They both uh, will sport a New game, Engine, and Warzone will include both an all-new play space and a familiar-sounding sandbox mode. The main game, meanwhile, is a sequel to 2019's Modern Warfare reboot. And uh, so apparently it's kind of come out here that while Warzone has been very successful, uh, the folks here at Activision never envisioned it lasting this long. Uh, and and folding in uh, a couple other games into it. And that's why you've got so many problems in Warzone when you add in uh, different titles. So uh, they've got to go back to the drawing board essentially and start from scratch.
1: Uh, is this making people excited or nervous because they biffed it last time or what?
0: Well, I don't know if it's a complete biff. I think uh, that their idea really was successful and it, a lot of people really enjoyed playing it. Uh, and they wanted to keep that going, and especially when you've got um, a bunch of other games who uh, who continue to show that you can do things uh, with not having to release a game i.e. GTA 5 and Fortnite right so uh, they they took it maybe too far uh, for what they were prepared to deal with and that's kind of where they came into problems with all the bugs and things like that and um, it's survivable but they want to do better so that's a good thing.
1: Nothing wrong with that. There's your nerd alert courtesy of Big J. morning after with Nick and Big J. You ever worry about companies getting too big Big J? Maybe there's companies out there that own too many things that soon will become unstoppable. Yeah. Buying and selling us like uh, like currency. Yeah. It's one of those companies that is doing something, that growing exponentially, and I don't think it surprised anybody, is Disney. Agree or disagree, Big J. Agreed. They own a lot of things, specifically in the pop culture world, but they have expanded and they are continuing to expand. Because yesterday, Disney announced that they are going to change some things and expand their portfolio a little bit. First things first, the Walt Disney Company wants to develop housing communities, according to Disney executive Josh Amoro. Now, we're talking about actual Disney communities here, and they are going to build the first one right outside Rancho Mirage, California. And they're going to call it Story Living, Big J. Story living. Yeah. Uh, It will include 1,900 housing units, including a lot of single-family homes, some condos, at least one area for those age 55 and older. And Disney said that telling stories is going to be part of the experience, particularly around the area's culture and history. And basically what they're going to do is they're going to employ Imagineers, those people that actually, you know, build the characters and draw the movies and all that kind of stuff that they do, they're going to put them in charge of developing this particular kind of subdivision, I guess. Yeah, the Imagineers. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, And they're going to build these communities. Now, this is not the first time that Disney has gotten into the housing world. They did it in the early 90s in Central Florida in a little housing development called Celebration. Now, Celebration still exists, but Disney no longer owns or manages it. They're not as invested in that as they are in this one if that makes sense like the big changes that they're making is they're not just building the houses they're also going to take care of the day to day operations of everybody living in the subdivision meaning they're going to do seminars wellness programs for everybody they'll have activities and live entertainment for all the residents in these particular neighborhoods so they're really going to Disney it up I guess now there's plenty of Disney diehards out there that would probably love to live in a place like this do you count yourself among them
0: no Also, you're going to be rich,
1: I'm going to guess. Probably. Very rich. To live, I don't know what the real estate's going for in Rancho Mirage, California, but yeah, I'm guessing it's probably not cheap. But that's a brand new thing. So if you're a Disney super fan, you may want to live in the Disney house. Your counters will probably look all cool because it's, you know, put together by an Imagineer. And then you can go outside and uh, head out to the park and I guess enjoy some Disney themed entertainment. So it's all inclusive. But yes, there are no prices yet. They're just getting started. But no, Disney housing coming soon. DeMar DeRozan's having a pretty good couple of weeks. He broke a record set by NBA legend Will Chamberlain last night as he scored 38 points in the Bulls' win over the Kings. He made 16-27 field goals, so he became the first player in NBA history to score 35 or more points while shooting 50% or better in seven consecutive games. Chamberlain did it in six games twice, But this is the first time somebody's done it in seven games. So congratulations. That's called being efficient, Big J. Being able to knock down all those shots and uh, put together some pretty good numbers. So congratulations to him. Congratulations to James Gunn, John Cena, and the other stars of the HBO Max series Peacemaker. It was announced yesterday that it has been renewed for a second season on HBO Max. They took to social media to announce that. And yes, James Gunn will be back to write all episodes and direct a bunch for season two on HBO Max. The, of course, finale of season one officially dropped at midnight tonight, so you can get caught up on all of season one of Peacemaker, now streaming on HBO Max. I recommend it to you. I, however, need to catch up on three episodes. You, I believe, are all caught up except for the finale, right? Yeah. But you also
0: agree that it's a good show? It's great. People should watch it. And, and, you know, I mean, we've been fans of James Gunn a long time. I mean, to me, it's a great combination of, like, Slither and Super.
1: And Suicide Squad, probably, right? Considering the yeah. characters are involved in it. Obviously, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it is. It's a beautiful mashup of all the things that he's done. And you know he's able to have, I, I want to say, a little bit more James Gunn-esque freedom than he is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, while he definitely, I think, created Guardians of the Galaxy in the way he wanted to, and I don't feel like he's felt like he's holding back in any way, this is like the... R-rated James oh, yeah. Gunn it's, that were very it, much, that, used. and that's what I was getting at with Super in particular. Yes, yeah. it's uh, very violent and very vulgar and uh, very fun. Uh, those things can all come together, and they do usually when James Gunn is involved. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Oh, man, we're going to hell. Rotten hell, you worthless maggot. The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3
0: The X Rocks. We
1: are going to the internet for today's We're Going to Hell story. Oh. Valentine's Day, of course, is behind us, but that doesn't mean that people aren't still looking for love. Do you understand what I'm telling you? Of course. And so let me take this opportunity uh, as we talk about a story that basically revolves around the FTC the Federal Trade Commission and the FBI that basically wants to tell you big J and everybody out there that's listening that no matter how many times you see an ad on a story that you click or something that pops up in your browser odds are there aren't hot sexy singles in your area that just want no strings attached to meet you. Do you what? what I'm telling
0: you? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. That's not what it shows here, though. I pictures. I know.
1: I know. There's there's I, ads. I get, I get messages saying, hey, I'm interested in right. you. Right. Of course. Uh, well, you're a very, very hot commodity. That's not a surprise. But I, I do want to say that for most people, there aren't hot, sexy, nude singles in your area looking to meet you because it's gotten out of control. (laughs) That's for sure. The FBI and the FTC have said that in the last year, the amount of romance scams, which almost always, if you click on those particular sites or ads or pop-ups, you are getting led to, rose about 80% in 2021 as a year. Uh, They claim that victims have... Claim to lose about $1.4 billion by clicking on these goofy ads, and then, of course, creating an account that has a credit card attached to it and all sorts of other BS. You understand what I'm telling you? I understand. It's not a good look. And, at least according to the FBI they think that $1.5 billion number is actually comically low. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because the bottom line is a lot of people that get taken for a ride by clicking on these goofy little ads are way more embarrassed about them being on those ads than they are about, you know, losing $100 or $200 or whatever that they're not telling anybody that they clicked on that ad and got screwed out of it. And about. they're counting on that. Right. It's exactly what scammers are counting on. Uh, and they say, you know, the FCBI is like, listen, I can't even tell you how many married dudes or women or whatever probably clicked on this and got in trouble and didn't say anything because they don't want their significant other to know. Idiots. So it's a real, real issue. Specifically, uh, they're also counting not just, you know, the hot, sexy nudes ads that you see sometimes, but also, you know, unsolicited private messages will pop up on Facebook, Instagram, other social media sites like, hey, check out my cam, <laughs> that kind of stuff. All of that is a scam as well. They're looking for important data from you. That includes your birth date, bank account numbers, credit card address, so all that kind of stuff. So don't get scammed by the romance click ons, okay? There really aren't hot single people looking to meet you. Look, they're barely, they're ba- they would barely tolerate you anyway. You understand what I'm saying? You might as yeah. well get ahead of it. And let reality come to you as quickly as possible. But well, so we that you had a connection. I know, I know. They wanted to know about your job and your family and what your mom's maiden name is. All that kind of stuff. They're really interested in you. But hey, what's your mom's maiden name? What a just, weird question. I mean, we just met, but sure, I'll tell you yeah it's uh it's not a good look we all have to be smarter than that and uh quite frankly a lot of us aren't we'll never figure it out and so we're losing money hand over fist stop giving people your information because you think they're an attractive person on the other end thank you morning after with nick and big j there's your we're going to hell story it is the x (coughs) rocks stone temple pilots big empty here on the morning after with nick and big j i imagine there are some very good positives and probably some negatives to being an uber driver agree or disagree Oh, for sure. I mean, you get to set your own hours, which is nice. You can pick up a ride. You can do that kind of stuff. But I imagine that the downside would be uh, not everybody that crawls into your vehicle is probably the nicest person in the world, right? Yeah. So dealing with different personalities has got to be a real issue. But... Where's the worst place that you could be an Uber driver just because people are jerks, I guess, is the question that Uber asked all of their drivers and they finally released the results. And you probably may not be surprised to learn it's pretty big cities that lead the list. Uh, Chicago's in the top 10, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Minneapolis, Boston, Washington, D.C., and Seattle all are up there. Uh, I was surprised by the what's considered to be the rudest city in Idaho, if you're an Uber driver. Any guesses? Uh, Pocatello? That's 100% correct. It is Pocatello, Idaho. You just, must have seen Just it. knowing people there. Uh, but yes, it is. Uh, it, it's, <laughs> if they live in Pocatello, you tw- naturally be rude. 24% higher likelihood of picking up a rude passenger in Pocatello than you would any other place in the state of Idaho. As far as nice places go, uh, Midwest and Sunbelt. San Antonio, Texas is the top spot for the nicest place to pick up somebody. Then St. Louis and then Nashville. But by and far, the uh, worst place to pick up a passenger. Big J, it probably shouldn't surprise you, is New York City. New York City? Get a rope. And so, it's not a great place, apparently, to pick up. There are a lot of rude people there. And so, just so you know, if you're looking to live the high life and make a lot of money, you can do so in New York being an Uber driver. That's also the place where, apparently, it is the uh, most, I guess... Uh, economically smart place to be an Uber driver because you get a lot of money per Uber drive b- ride, but you are picking up a lot of jerks, apparently. So now you know. Don't live out that Uber dream in New York City. Apparently it's not worth it.
0: We've got a uh, dedicated listener who's an Uber driver, Nick.
1: Yes. be
0: great to have him on sometime.
1: Uh, just talking some about Uber some questions. of his adventures? Yeah. Uh,
0: do you, uh, when was the last time you took an Uber? Uh, it's It's been a while. Usually it's not something I would do here locally, um, but whenever we're on a trip somewhere.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, it's I, been a bit, though. I Ubered to the hospital for my surgery. Because yeah, you I was, do it all the time. It's weird. Uh, I, well, I mean, I do need I, to get you, dropped off. You were off. offered a free ride, but I, turned it down. I had to get to the hospital really early, and it seemed rude to lean on somebody that early in the morning. So, yes, I took an Uber. It had a very nice conversation with my Uber driver about driving in the Treasure Valley and uh, what are the pl- pros and cons of doing it. He seemed to enjoy it, mostly because he can make his own schedule. So, yeah, everybody does Uber for their own reason, and hopefully you get a good Uber driver and you're a good Uber passenger. That's yeah. the key. You're also part of that equation, everybody. What so makes a good Uber passenger? I would think it's somebody that, uh, you know, I, 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 I don't know, I've never been a driver. I, I try to be a good one, which is if they want to talk, I'm happy to engage in conversation. But if they don't, I can also be quiet. You know, it's their car. I'm yeah. a guest in their vehicle, essentially. So I'll let them kind of take over, but I'm happy to talk to them if they want to, and then we can have a conversation. You fart in their car? Uh, I do not recall doing that, so I'm going to say no. But uh, I cannot remember every Uber drive ride I've ever had and whether or not I let one slip. That's for sure. But I can only see this wrapping up one way, Big J, and that is a little role playing. How about you play a rude New York City Uber passenger? Let's say your name is Tony. How would you be? In this. Hey, position. hey! You drive slow. Whoa! You got to work in your name Ayo, too. A big J. No, you're, you're Tony. I'm Tony. There you go. Tony from New York. Get it? That's our New York character. His name's always Tony. Hey. There you go. Where's Here's the pizza? Driving. I just wanted to get to Big J's New York impression.
0: I'm sorry. I wasn't into it. Until I know. Then, so that sorry. was very clear. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J.
1: Let's do some important stuff, Big J. And when people are asked, what do you think the most filthiest part of an airplane is? Everybody usually gives the same answer. Well, the bathroom, of course. That's where dirty things happen, right? I'm going to say probably the bottom of my seat. (laughs) (laughs) That's not not a bad answer. But unfortunately, wherever Big J sat did not make the list. But according to a new report from Best Life, the... You know, tray table is without a doubt the dirtiest place on an aircraft. Flight attendant tells Business Insider that you may think people only place drinks on those setback trays, but you know that's not true. She says she's seen people change diapers on those trays. She's seen people put their bare feet up on tray tables. And that's like, listen, I don't understand even the flexibility behind that, but I suppose it's happened. But this does echo findings from a 2015 study that found that tray tables contained an average of 2,155 colony-forming units per square inch, Big J. In case you're curious, that means it's dirty. And so, keep that in mind. Now, you've said before, tray table, not a problem for you. Usually not something that you access. But sometimes if you have an open row, you'll access the one next to you, I imagine, right? Sure. Have something to put something on, just know how gross that is. And or wipe it down first. use, yes, as I to say, as you get on a plane, they do hand you these sanitizers that aren't for your hands. You can use them to wipe down the tray table, which is advisable according to this study as well. So think about it, won't you? I know not everybody's a germaphobe like me, but it'd be nice if we were all just a little bit less gross. Hey, the Super Bowl champion Rams held their parade yesterday. Fans lined the mile-long parade route, had some fun. Not as many fans they thought was going to be there, but you still got to see some... Rams players in double-decker buses, isn't that fun, Big J? Yeah, that's what it's all about. You, I I can't imagine you have, but you ever gone to like a celebration parade for a title of any way? Like, did you celebrate the Broncos' national championship when they won it when they were a Division II school? No. No? You've never been to a championship parade? No, but I would consider the Fiesta Bowl parade that we had here a
0: championship parade.
1: I would totally agree. Where was that? Where Where was the uh, actual? It was uh, downtown on uh, Capitol Boulevard. Okay like uh for a mile and all the players are there how was the turnout good It was great that's awesome yeah that's i love it it was pretty badass i've been to two and they are always a lot of fun mostly because you take the day off and you just spend the day day drinking out there and having fun having a good time
0: public nonetheless i mean on
1: the street it's a place where they actually say okay that's cool you can have fun today and today only uh, they did uh, guilt Aaron Donald into hopefully not retiring. Sean McVay announced yesterday he's not retiring. They want to, quote, run it back, Big J. They have a lot of free agents and not a lot of money to spend. The question is, do you think the repeat? I ask it to you first, Big J. Nah. else. Yeah, me either. I it's too hard, man. It's too hard. Way too hard. I think they were built to win this year. It was a perfect storm, and, and a lot of those players are just not going to be able to afford, man. Once you win a Super Bowl, it's a lot more difficult to bring those pieces back because there's going to be a lot of money elsewhere. Plus, we can see, I mean, if if a franchise is willing to uh, give it all up, they can win a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's like Rick, Rick Ashley said, right? Some people have to say that. Otherwise, they're never going to get to that next level. Are you excited for the Larry David documentary, Big J? Yeah! It's coming to HBO. The two part documentary series about the award winning producer, writer, and comedian uh, will start airing on Tuesday, March 1st, and go into March 2nd. The film will also be available for streaming HBO Max. It will cover his early career, his Seinfeld years, and, of course, the Curb Your Enthusiasm run and the current streak that he is on of just success after success. So if you are a Seinfeld fan or a Curb Your Enthusiasm fan or a Larry David fan, you may want to check it out. March 1st is when it'll start streaming on HBO Max. Nick and Big J.
0: And we got some shows to hook you up with. Tickets, I mean. Uh, We've got a free act show with Dead Sarah on Monday at the Ditting Factory. Boy, it's going to be a great show. We want you to be there, so we'll hook you up with these. Uh, Got some great openers as well. Silent Theory, Ghost Box, and crush the monster and then on tuesday the very next night at the rev center another great phenomenal show we've got dirty honey and mammoth wolfgang van halen again that's at the rev on tuesday we'll hook you up with these tickets as well you just have to easily beat me in pop culture smackdown
1: we'll see how easy it is today 208-287-1003 that is our phone number if you'd like to play the game called pop culture smackdown We'll see if you got what it takes to defeat Big J. Big J, are you prepared? Yeah. Hello, The X. How are you guys doing today? Good, man. How are you? Doing good, other than sitting in traffic. Well, we'll see (laughs) if we can't make that a little bit better. What's your name, bud? Michael. Michael, here is question number one for you. Today is Paris Hilton's birthday. Which horror movie remake starred Paris Hilton and made a lot of money at the box office because people wanted to see her killed, I guess? Is it House of Wax, Last House on the Left, or Don't Look in the Basement? House of Wax. House of Wax. Right. Is correct. Big J, what school did Reese Witherspoon's character Elle Woods attend in the movie Legally Blonde? And Legally Blonde Part 2, and I'm sure in Legally Blonde Part 3. Um, Harvard? That is right. She went to Harvard Law. Right. Harvard Law. Harvard. There are three different spring... Well, listen, there's tons of different Springfields in the United States. But Matt Groening finally admitted that the Simpsons live in the Springfield in which state? Is it Oregon, Ohio, or Missouri? Missouri. Wrong. Sorry, Mike, that is incorrect. It is not Missouri. Hello, The X. Hello? Hello? Hey, uh, there's lots of Springfields in the United States, but Matt Groening finally admitted that the Simpsons live in this state. Which one is it? Is it Oregon, Ohio, or Missouri? Um, Ohio? Uh, wrong. Ohio, Ohio, Ohio. We're left with just one left. Hello, the X. Hey, lots of Springfields in the United States, but Matt Groening finally admitted the Simpsons live in which state? Oregon, Ohio, or Missouri? Oregon. Right. That is correct. Uh, that is where Matt grew grown up and that's why he has them based in Springfield, Oregon. Big J, before his stardom, James Dean appeared in a comedy starring what legendary comedy team? Before he was a star now. So you got to think about that. So back in the day, back when they made legendary comedy team movies, he was in a movie with one of them. James, wait,
0: James Dean? Correct. Man, you're pulling these ancient i'm gonna go with uh go with the three stooges wrong
1: not bad guess but no uh, a little the, bit more contemporary how about i'll give you choices uh avid on costello dean martin and jerry lewis or lucille ball and desi arnaz let's go with dean martin and Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis. Right. He's in a movie with those two. That is correct. Ah! Congratulations. What was that? My attempt at Jerry Lewis. Congratulations. You are set to go with Wolfgang Van Halen and Dirty Honey tickets along with some Dead Sarah tickets. Please hold on. We'll get some information from you and we will do some headlines next on the x rock <laughs> Headlines brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. Guess what? It's indoor-outdoor used car super sale time. They're taking over the Caldwell Event Center. The O'Connell Fieldhouse, starting today all the way through President's Day Monday. Chance to grab a $1,000 Visa gift card with a purchase. 130% of book value for all trades. 1.99% financing for up to 84 months and zero cash down. No payments till May, plus a Big J appearance. This Saturday, 2 to 4 at the Caldwell Event Center. Four teams, indoor-outdoor used car super sale. Check it out for yourself. Begins today. Goes through Monday with Team Mazda. Headlines are as follows. Hope it works. This is new and... We <laughs> hope it works. This one is surely to get some attention, but a couple living in the foothills of New Zealand's Southern Alps are looking to sell their house. Big J, the problem is it's one of those tiny houses and they've lost significant popularity in places like New Zealand. So they were having trouble selling it. They decided to do the only thing they could think of, and that was Burn stripped it down it naked bro. and pose in photos for the property listing so that the fi- property listing went viral. And guess what? Hot! It worked. Lawrence Simpson is 34, his wife Clarissa is 29, and they say they didn't just do it as a marketing strategy, they thought it would be funny, but also, they're kinda hippiest granola people, you know, Ooh. tiny house people, so they're, they got, they're, they're pretty open with their boundaries, you understand what I'm saying, Victor? Yeah, and their body hair, I'm sure. Uh, I cannot confirm nor deny that, because the approach seems to be working, the prospect listings have gone through the roof, but... In the photos, they've all used strategically placed items to hide their nether regions, you know, so you can't, it's like Austin Powers, can't see anything, you understand what I'm saying? It's all been strategically placed so that there is no actual nudity, they're just posing nude, make sense? Yeah, good. Uh, They do not have an offer on the house yet, though. Lots of people are looking at it, still hasn't made them any money. This is new, or we... Whee! A drunk woman was not allowed to get on a plane in the Orlando International Airport. That made her upset, Big J. Oh, I'm very upset. So she decided to lead police on a chase when she took off on her motorized suitcase and treated it like a scooter. Whee! Wait, what? Yeah. Police body cam footage shows 32-year-old Chelsea Alston being chased by an officer who was riding his own bicycle but couldn't seem to keep up with the motorized suitcase at the airport. This Prior is hilarious. to the pursuit, footage shows the officer approaching the woman after getting complaints from airport staff that she was too intoxicated to be on a flight to New York. When the officer told her she could not board the plane intoxicated, she started yelling at the officer. Then she climbed onto her suitcase and took off like it were a scooter. Whee! It estimated that her suitcase was moving at about 10 miles an hour inside the airport. Uh, She she ended up in an area she was not supposed to be in. Then she refused to move. Officer caught up with her, and she was arrested, Big J, That's how the story goes. But it probably had to be at least kind of interesting to see a high-speed chase in an airport with somebody on a suitcase and a bicycle officer chasing her down.
0: Yeah, but to me, the important thing here is that
1: they prevented this lady from getting on the airplane. That's right. And that would have been a disaster. Put her on the no-fly list. Wrap it up with this is new. Can you imagine having your entire house stolen, Big J? You show up from home from work, and your house is just gone. It's missing. What? Michigan State Police are seeking help from the public in locating an entire cabin that was actually stolen. Police say the 12-by-28-foot cabin was originally located in the Cold Springs Township, and the owners of the cabin recently reported the whole damn house was missing. They presume that it was stolen. It's believed the cabin was taken sometime between November 18th and December 16th. But there's no footage of it being gone they don't know if somebody just like put it up on a trailer or took apart the cabin and then took it to another spot they don't know they just know an entire house is gone now clearly this is like a winter vacation ice fishing kind of home for somebody as they weren't home for a month so you understand why there's such a large gap in time there but that would certainly suck no matter if it was a vacation home or a regular home agree or disagree agreed your whole home is gone now they're looking for leads if you got them, contact the Michigan State Police. And if you have them all the way here in Idaho, I'm pretty impressed with your reach. Morning After with Nick and Big J, there's your headlines. You're up to date on all the things. You had to guess what that song is called. What would you say? Um, wrong way. On a one way road. Wrong. Foo Fighters Love Dies Young here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. I am ready to learn about technology, Big J.
0: Yeah, uh, in fact, uh, alcohol technology, uh, sir. Researchers at the University of Copenhagen have engineered a new species of yeast that can be used in non alcoholic beer to make it taste better like regular beer huh so uh one of the criticisms of non-alcoholic brew is that it doesn't have the typical hoppy flavor of real beer but uh, this new lab created yeast produces a group of molecules that are the same as the ones found in hops now typically when beer is heated up to remove the alcohol the hops tend to lose their aroma and flavor but this new yeast can be added at the end of the process to give the hops their flavor back God bless yeast. You say it all the time, Big Jane. You're right. Yeah, right. Uh, No, I don't say that at all. Uh, Breweries in Denmark plan to start using the new yeast by the end of the year.
1: Well, I mean, listen, right now the market is hot for non-alcoholic slash diet kind of beers. And so if you want to make the biggest impact, getting on the market as quickly as possible is smart. And so why not? Is it still the case? And maybe I'm wrong and I'm just – but isn't there like just the smallest fraction of alcohol still in non-alcoholic beer? Is that right? I have no idea. I thought that was the case. But I I think that is because of the – you know, they try not
0: to – maybe they they try not to remove all of the – to save some of that flavor. I think
1: that's exactly it. But this might help that, uh, you know, make it completely zero alcohol-based. And actually tastes like beer, which is what people want. Although (sighs) – Uh, Yeah, I know you don't like the taste of beer, but uh, there are certainly people that do. I I don't get it either. Like, I mean, uh, to me, I'm drinking beer for another purpose and it usually isn't the taste of things. But uh, I understand why people can and do. But I'm also weird where I don't like my beer like super hoppy either. So yeah. that's how I, you know, I'm not a super double IPA fan or anything like that. Anything that's too hoppy just is not agreeable to me. But there are plenty of people out there that dig it. There's a reason why IPAs are the most popular things out there. So they might as well cash in while the getting's good. Agree or disagree? Yeah, yeah, kid. man. Genetically modified beer. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will get you some tickets to something with bad impressions. Those are next on the x <coughs> man we got a free x
0: show happening on monday dead sarah of course happening uh at the Knitting factory and they're gonna come along uh they got some other bands playing with them too silent theory ghost box and crush the monster we'll get you these tickets you come pick them up and then you go to the show for free it's
1: gonna be awesome should be a great time if you want in on this action now would be the time to get on the phone 208-287-1003 is the phone number they are for a pair of tickets to Dead Sarah, and it works like this: Big J's got three clues about somebody famous. Figure out who that famous person is, and you got a show you're going to. Hello, the X. Good morning, Nick. Big J, how you doing? We're hanging doing in there, great. brother. What's your name? I'm Jimmy from Meridian. All right, Jimmy, you're up first. Good luck. I've come.
0: A, I've come a long way since playing Andy Dwyer. Next. Really looking forward to ret- returning to the Jurassic World.
1: Oh Jesus!
0: Is it Jesus? Not Jesus. One more time. Not Jesus. One more time. No, I-, <laughs> One more time <laughs> I get to be Star Lord and Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm Star-Lord, Star Lord, man.
1: Oh God. He's Star-Lord, Jimmy. I'm going to have to hang up in shame. All right, Jimmy. It happens no, don't to the be, best of us, man. Don't don't, don't be in shame. Sometimes it happens. Although, technically, if you count the holiday special that they're working on, he'll play Star-Lord twice, right? Yeah, you're right. But uh, you're absolutely right. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Yes. Did you hear the clues, or do you need him again? Uh I need him again.
0: Okay. I've come a long way since playing Andy Dwyer. Really looking forward to uh, returning to Jurassic World. And one more time, I get to be Star-Lord in Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: Oh, man. He went to the same high school as me, too. Chris Pratt. There you go. go. Good job. Hang on one second, man. cool. Well, uh, good job getting your friend right. We like that very much. We'll, uh, we'll end up hooking up with well, those dead Zerks in high
0: school. Let's not assume they're friends. <laughs> Everybody's
1: friends in high school. Yeah, but, right. Jay, uh,
0: why is Chris
1: Pratt in the news?
0: Hey, aside from uh, that trailer dropping uh, with uh, the next uh, movie uh, for the Jurassic the World, Jurassic Dominion, which looks pretty cool, uh announced some news today that's pretty awesome as well. July 1st will be the release date on Amazon Prime for the titlier uh, episodic series called The Terminalist Nick. Uh, which he stars in, and that is uh, former uh, um, bearded badass Jack Carr, who is an author, has written uh, these books, and uh, he will be playing James Reese, and it all is coming out July 1st. Do you read these books?
1: Yeah, I've read the first two. Uh, it is the book called the terminal list or is that what the series the is? Fir- called?
0: The first, the series is called the terminal list uh-huh. and the first book is called the terminal list, but all the books together are called the terminal list. I see. Weird, it's kind of
1: like the Jack Reacher series. They're all yeah, Jack Reacher. Exactly. Books, but they have different titles. Okay. Uh, and this will be a TV series, right? Not a movie. Yeah. Eight episodes. And, um, it's got Chris Pratt in it. And
0: then uh, a whole bunch of other folks you may have not heard of. Some people you have, they'll be making uh, some fun appearances. Uh, uh, um, we got Patrick Schwarzenegger here, Jai Courtney, Taylor Kitsch. So uh, some some folks there uh, playing. Uh, some- How do you think Chris
1: Pratt knows Patrick Schwarzenegger? Uh, I believe they're family. That makes sense. Morning it's- after with Nick and Big J. I'm excited for it though. as well. You should be. It is coming to a TV screen near you in the summertime. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. I- <laughs> Three Days Grace, so-called life. That's going to do it for the morning after with Nick and Big J on this Thursday. Thanks for hanging out with us, man. It felt really good. Mm-hmm. You yeah. got a chance to talk about uh, the nerdler, courtesy of Big J. Uh, fart breath is a thing that we discovered today. Stay away from the clicking on the uh, singles in your area. want to talk to you ads on the internet because they're all a scam. And we also had a chance, Big J, to talk about non-alcoholic beer. I feel like we ran a gamut today. Yeah, we did. And it feels good. That leaves you with the floor, sir. Uh, Hey, if you are waiting for your Porsche
0: to arrive for you to pick up uh, that you purchased ahead of time, it's not coming. What? Yeah, a cargo ship uh, that just left Germany a few days ago, Nick, uh, is on fire and has been abandoned by the crew, and it is, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of Porsches in there Volkswagen vehicles that were on their way, as if the sh- shortages aren't bad enough.
1: What do you think happens in that situation? Do you get like a full refund? Do they say we'll get it to you as soon as possible? <laughs> right. What do you think? Ha- I mean, cause that's a lot of money.
0: I don't know. I don't know. But uh, you know, when a 652-foot vessel is on fire,
1: it's a lot of cars I mean, it's too. Just, it's
0: out, just out there floating right now. They're trying to, you know, not for long,
1: put out the flames, but. Yeah, uh, it sucks if you're waiting for that car. Uh, know anybody that's ever had a Porsche, Big Jay? Oh, yeah.
0: I don't. Yeah, my brother-in-law. Oh, uh, I had cow. a 944. It was one of the first uh, things I got to do when we moved here to the Treasure Valley. So he took me for a ride. And boy, that was a good time. And my father-in-law has one as well. Did you ever get to drive it? The, no, neither one of those.
1: Two. Oh, no. You're not even allowed in the father-in-law's car, right? I
0: don't know if I fit in there, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. <laughs> Uh well one day buddy you're going in the right direction. Listen right? I'm an American Muscle kind of guy so I don't really have been something that's been interested in. You're happy they're on fire is what you're saying? <laughs> well no no not necessarily. You can say it it's okay. Yeah
1: did you get for <laughs> buying something that's not from this country? <laughs> so easily influenced and now you're really angry. Morning after you run with I'm okay with them <laughs> throwing. <it> <laughs> We ran the gamut. And it's I right. Mean, Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will see you tomorrow. You guys have a good one. It's the X Rocks. <laughs> the Morning After podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.